Hello, everyone, and welcome to my podcast, Don't Kill Yourself. It's been a couple of months, actually, since I last put something out, uh, probably just because I've been busy or life's been going well or I just didn't have really anything to say. Um, but ironically, during that slow time of not doing anything, uh, my podcast has actually gained a little traction, uh, mainly because of friends from work who have just stumbled upon it or uh, asked me about it. And uh, I'm actually sitting next to one of my friends from work. His name is Roman. And uh, he's got a very unique story, uh, very interesting and very different from mine. So he's offered generously to just kind of share his testimony and his story with me and with you. And uh, I just hope it's another way that you can connect and you can um, just kind of understand the different things that we all go through, the different trials and uh, how we still get through and and make it to today. So I don't want to I don't want to dilly dally too long. But uh, yeah, without further ado, here's Roman. Uh, Hello, my name is Roman. Uh, Yeah, me and James met and worked together at a really dope place called Flame and Fire Brazilian uh, Steakhouse. Um, I don't know, I met this guy, uh, happy-go-lucky dude. You know, you wouldn't really guess he dealt or battled depression or suicide like I have, but, you know, after getting to talk with him and get to know him, you know, you'll see the the darker side in his humor and the, you know, the optimism he has in his character. And it's just, uh, heard about his podcast and had mentioned before that I've been interviewed before on the colors we see with my boys, my boy Jose about uh, recovery and that's kind of where the battle with depression and suicide and anxiety kind of took me to was recovery. Um, I guess where it started man is uh, after I got out of the army at 21 uh, I was you know back in the world as a civilian and I was with this girl my son's mother no longer together but uh, in Spokane Washington and we, uh, you know, I got pregnant and had my son. I was using marijuana and alcohol all the time, maybe pills here and there. But um, after my son being born in 2016, we separated in 2017. And that kind of led to a downward spiral of, you know, just un- undealt with trauma, undealt with crap in my life from the military and from my childhood and I don't know man like it's like it's hard to all pinpoint exactly where things got dark when the whole thing was dark you know um but I guess the worst of it was in the past so from like 2017 to 2020 what what was it 2021 2022 um I've tried to kill myself four times um failed every time <laughs> uh, so I guess you can call me a failure at that as well but uh, I'm, a, I'm a success at being a failure you know what I'm saying I, I, <laughs> uh, I don't know man it was just like I I lost my family I lost my apartment I lost my jobs job after job you know my son's mom wanted to be back in my life and then not wanted to be back and then not her holding my son over my head it was just more of a constant downward spiral and trying to get out of that hole and then a downward spiral trying to get out of that hole and then just one day I uh, hurt myself on a job they prescribed me Percocets 
and then that kind of started my opioid addiction um, because once they took me off I started withdrawing and I was like what is what's going on you know I've never been addicted to anything like this before so I started looking for heroin I started looking for fentanyl you know street so drugs on the streets to try to deal with that addiction that I had formed and uh, once I couldn't deal with my stuff anymore outside of taking drugs like beyond weed beyond alcohol beyond making music or talking to somebody which you know I what I recommend works the best man talking to someone about your stuff your depression your your trauma your hurt you know whether that be a therapist or a close friend you know that's what honestly is helping me today more than anything I talk to God I talk to my sponsor I talk to people in church but um yeah, man, I, I got became addicted to heroin, then addicted to fentanyl, addicted to meth. You name the drug, I've probably tried it, man. Ketamine, DMT, acid, shrooms. And I'm not boasting, I'm only saying because my depression and anxiety and my dark thoughts were so bad that I would do anything and everything I could to numb it, to suppress it, to not deal with my crap, you know. And then not even, even outside of drugs, I was looking for sex and love and lust in all the wrong places man like just any girl that would give me attention really or I thought could make me happy I put all my eggs into her basket you know no pun intended because I yes I was sleeping with them but you know like <laughs> uh, I just I don't know man like it's just I don't I was deal I'm trying to tell you I was dealing with all my all my problems in the wrong ways you know it took me failing and failing and then getting further and further into that dark abyss of depression to finally realize that what I'm doing isn't working. You know, this, these drugs, these women, these jobs, the money, and you know, it's just, it's not working. Eventually it led to me being homeless. It led to me being alone. It led to me ultimately having, coming, having to come back to Bakersfield, California, my hometown, and seeking for help from family I hadn't talked to in over 10 years. And Man, in that process, I found God. In that process, I found myself a little more and more every day, even today, learning new things about myself. But, um, yeah, man, the, the addictions in life are real. And whether I want to admit it or not, man, I mean, I do. I want to admit it. That's part of life, man, is just admitting you to your crap, you know, knowing that what you're doing is your fault. And once you become a certain age, it's your fault. You can either be the victim or victimize yourself or you can own up to it and try to change it. And so now, I guess I'm trying to sum up my testimony in <laughs> a few short minutes, but and I don't have to. I mean, you said- no, like, Take we, your we, time, we have, right? take your time. <laughs> They're listening as long as they'll listen. You yeah, know? It's, it's just, it's hard to, uh, I'll sum it up, what, uh, more than uh, 28 years of, <laughs> of crap into a few minutes, I guess. I just- uh, it's easier with a line of questioning, I think. Well, well <laughs> I, I, I can question you. Uh, yeah, so ask me a question. Yeah, okay, like, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I just... So you talk about how you obviously became addicted, and that's uh, through an injury, no fault to your own. It wasn't something you were really looking for. You just... It just happened, right? It's just something that happens. And, and most of these things that send us into... Uh, depression or, or that mess with us in a mental capacity or just things that happen and are out of our control. Um, once you kind of discovered where you were at as far as uh, your depression, your addiction, if there's someone else out there that's kind of in that same spot right now, what, what's your 
what's your go-to of like first step to kind of just seek or, or do to turn it around or where, where's the mindset shift right. to, Hey, I'm depressed and I need to do something about it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So this is going to sound brutal and probably not what the person listening to this in that position wants to hear, but it's the truth. I hope you're in a lot of pain. I hope that you are realizing and understanding that you're right. Like James said, your pain may not have been caused by your actions entirely, or it may not be your fault, but that pain has to guide you. That pain has to direct you. That pain has to push you in the right direction. Otherwise it's only going to divert you and guide you into the further depths of darkness. So for me, I had to understand and realize that, man, I am in a lot of pain and what I'm doing in my own understanding right now is not working. So accept the pain, don't dwell in it, but accept it and ask for help. Don't just sit there and think you can do it on your own. I mean, some people can, some people can pull themselves out of it, but for people like me and honestly, for people like you who are honestly listening to a podcast because you need help, you need advice, you need to hear someone else's perspective on it. It's a big sign. You, you can't do it on your own. And in my honest opinion, you're not, you're not meant to. You're not meant to do it on your own. You're meant to do it with God. You're meant to do it with those around you who actually give a crap about you because those who give a crap about you aren't going to keep giving you drugs. Those who keep a, give a crap about you aren't just going to push you off and say, go talk to someone else. They're going to sit down, listen to you, rebuke you and tell you, look, man, you're, you're effing up. You need to stop this and you need to be honest with yourself and, and honestly have big enough balls to look yourself in the mirror and say, man, this, is, this has to stop because your life is worth something. You have value. You have absolute value in this world, whether you're a millionaire or a homeless person. You, you have value. You have worth. The only difference between us and them or a homeless man and a rich man or whatever, whoever your balance is, is acceptance, man. Is knowing yourself. Is knowing, knowing who you truly are. And for me, that step started with honestly realizing my pain, becoming homeless, and then realizing I don't want to be at bottom anymore with the devil, who was my only friend at the time. Fentanyl and the devil. So I sought help. My family took me in with reluctancy and so much just like just unsureness. They, they didn't want to help me at all really. So they put me in a, a halfway house, a men's home, where they weren't really near me. They just you know checked in on me from time to time and eventually I gained enough trust back and, and respect back to where they could see I was actually willing to change. And that's the second step, willingness. Willingness to change, willingness to accept help, willingness to accept your part in things willingness to be honest you know willingness to understand that pain to try to work through that pain and the willingness to do something about it and that's kind of where i've i've just gotten past that step is the willingness to accept my parts in it and move forward because you can be willing enough to see your part in it all day but it doesn't mean you're willing to change it It doesn't mean you're willing to stop those bad habits or bad thoughts or you know what you're doing to continue to hurt yourself you know whether it be self-harming or your drug addiction or the way you even talk to yourself is a big part of it too like man if i'm, I'm walking around all day saying i'm a piece of crap or I, I, man i'm just i've been through this so i don't deserve that you're you're not edifying your life you're not talking about yourself the way god wants you to talk about yourself you know because you were made 
perfectly and wonderfully for a time like this. You were you were put here not to. I mean, this is this is a different topic, but I mean, like, I feel like a lot of people who deal with suicide lack purpose. They lack direction. They they think everything, or I used to think everything was so bad that there's no point in going on anymore. What's the point if I'm just going to feel this way every day? Well, the point is you're meant to live in a relationship with God. You're meant to be coexist as just a creation to know who your creator is and be content with what you have and where you're at because the world wants to put all these standards and expectations on you that you have to make a hundred grand a year plus have a two-story home own three cars and have a 401k that's double your salary because what for what so you can still be miserable and all your quote-unquote success nah man this stuff's just material that's not going to matter in the end regardless of how much money you earned or didn't so I guess the first step, like I said, is acknowledging your pain and being willing to accept the pain and trying to move forward in it. And I'm not trying to be insensitive. Like, I guess that can sound insensitive, you know, like to someone who's like really going through it right now. Like, well, I'm trying, I'm trying when nothing's working. I get it. I really do. Like, but the point is, is like, there's like, I'm not sure you guys know who David Goggins is. He's a pretty famous guy, you know, um, who really has helped me in reading some of his books and listening to his podcast or him on Joe Rogan's podcast, you know, like, you always got one more rep in you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, <laughs> you, you, your brain will quit before your body does and your body will quit before your spirit does. And what he says is when the, your brain starts to talk you out of doing what the body needs to do, get up. You know, you got one more step. You got one more rep. You got one more set in you stop you know you in order to beat that mindset you have to beat that mindset you have to you have to do something different you have to change make yourself uncomfortable in order to truly grow and like i said i mean this might sound insensitive man coming from a i guess a secular standpoint you know like everyone wants to be sympathized for or empathized with like oh you're you're just not understanding my situation or my feelings and you're right i couldn't be I'm talking from my own experience and I'm talking from my own dealing with depression and suicide where I tried overdosing four times or I guess you can count it five because I, I tried my DUI. I tried wrecking my car. I hit seven other people in my DUI and I should have been dead. The way my Mini Cooper was wrecked and crashed and smushed, my legs were pinned, my airbag blew up in my face at 200 miles an hour, my face should have been broken, my legs should have been broken, but I came out there with a scratch on my forehead and a gash on my leg. I was still able to walk. I was still high, sure, but I was able to walk, talk, talk to the police. I gave them my drugs. I went to jail for a little while. Like, I should have been dead. But then that was my first real encounter with God where I knew something or someone was praying for me and over my life. Like, it was my first real attempt that was my first attempt at suicide the three times after that or four times after that were just me in that mindset like i described earlier of what am i doing what's it really worth you know why why if i'm trying as hard as i can which i wasn't or thought i was what's the point if i still feel this way if i still want to use if i still feel this depression and sadness like what's the point so i tried overdosing I am not in my son's life because his mom doesn't want me around and I'm because I'm an addict my fault so what's the point you know I would try to overdose and then I would try again and again and yet I would get Narcan or I would get resuscitated or I'd wake up in a hospital and like dude you 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 your heart stopped the doctor told me you should be dead 
someone's praying for you. And at first, you know, being an ex-Satanist and an omniist, it's a different story, you know, but I didn't want to believe it was God. I didn't want to believe it was someone praying for me. I wanted to believe that, you know, I could do everything on my own. I could do it by myself and my own strength. You know, I don't need anybody. But that last time I overdosed in Spokane, Washington, I came to the realization that, you know, if I did this again or kept trying to do this, man, I'm going to die. Like, I, I, and I'm not sure if any of you who have failed at suicide like I have, you realize in those moments, you really don't want to die. You know, like, you get there and you're like, man, you cry. I broke down. Like, I cried. I, 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 I cried like a baby. Like, I don't want to die. What the heck is wrong with me? I need, and finally, that's the realization of, I need help. I, I can't do this anymore on my own. I need help. So... That's what led me back home. That's what led me to Flame and Fire, the restaurant. That's what led me to people around me and James, like our boss, Christoph, or my brother, Daniel, or the people in my life that truly care about me so much are not afraid to tell me how it really is. And people like my sponsor who are working me through the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. And that's, that's what's crazy is those 12 steps are all centered around God and honesty rigorous honesty that I'm I've become a totally different person man like I what is it like December 8th I relapsed right so yeah. like so like that I was I was gone for a little bit from work for like a month from work and the only reason I, I was before that I was nine months sober almost 10 I mean I was smoking weed here and there but like from fentanyl and heroin I was nine months sober and then I relapsed on December 8th with a couple pills and yeah, I know it sucks, but it's, it's, it, it is what it is. You know, it's, that's the honesty. I have to admit to myself my flaws and understand that, you know, no matter what anyone thinks listening to this, you know, oh man, he's got what, three, almost four months, three, four, almost four months sober now. And man, it's, it's a big change, it's a big shift because I no longer desire it. I don't obsess about it. I don't even think about it. When I got offered it the other day at my bus stop, waiting for my bus to go to work, I was like, nah, bro, I'm straight. You know, I'm good. I don't. I didn't even obsess. I didn't even think twice. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. You know, I prayed for the dude. I asked him, hey, can I pray for you, though? You know, it's those shifts that, the shifts in mindset, man, that truly get us out of that darkness, you know, but it didn't, I wouldn't have gotten there without help, without God, without people listening who actually cared because, like I keep saying, man, I couldn't do it on my own. And that doesn't make you weak to ask for help. It doesn't make you weak to admit to someone that you're dealing with these things, it makes you strong. It makes you stronger than anyone else, man, because as men especially, we're told, deal with it. We're told, don't cry. We're told, you know, you'll be all right. Someone listens to you for five minutes and they think that's enough help for you. And it's not, dude, it's not. Like, so I, I urge you, if you're listening, fellow men, even women, who are too prideful to talk to somebody drop the pride drop the ego die to yourself emotionally or spiritually just just die let that pride go because the longer you hold on to it the more likely you are to reattempt to take your life or try for the first time and you may not be like a failure like me you may be successful the first time and no one wants that mm. believe me your your peace you, you, you think by bringing yourself peace and ending your life, one, it's selfish. Two, you're only going to you're only gonna be, take someone else's peace away from them the minute they found out you killed yourself. 
you're gonna you're you're gonna you're I'm not even sure what's gonna happen on the other side, but I definitely know what's gonna happen on this side of reality where your mom, your friends, your brothers, the people that wish they could have been there for you but couldn't because you didn't speak up are gonna are they're gonna be mad at you, man. They're gonna hate you, low key. They're gonna they're gonna wish they would have been there and you're only gonna cause them pain because you wanted to get to obtain your own peace. And you may be at peace on the other side. I don't know. All I know is when I died or when I overdosed and saw pitch black nothing. I didn't see flames or a pearly gate or a demon or anything like that, even though I know those things exist. I I didn't see anything. I was alone. Complete darkness. And it what felt like an eternity, but came back to hospital lights and paramedics flashing flashlights in my eyes or the homies narcanning me and me having to throw everything up in my system because that's what Narcan does. It makes you puke. Like it's it's awful. You know, and I'm not sure if like I said, James's story is a lot different than mine. You know, he didn't have to go through that, but I know several people that had to take the long way around to finally figure out that those things aren't the answer, you know? And I feel like I'm talking forever. You're doing great. But like <laughs> But like it's it's just like I don't like beating around the bush anymore or like or like wasting people's time especially like I don't hang out with really anybody man like I don't know it's like you have to know your worth and that doesn't make you better than anybody or worse than anyone because I know my value because I know my worth I know that my life has meaning purpose and eventually a destination to greater successes than I can imagine you know in sobriety especially like I've been trusted to come back to my job where we make excellent money for the little bit of work that we do in all <laughs> honesty like uh i'd like in ministry man like i'm i haven't told james this yet but i'm starting up my own ministry man my own street ministry where right. I, I go out and i evangelize and help the homeless man because i was that person i was that weirdo talking to nothing underneath the bridge sleeping and talking to no one who's actually there you know like i <laughs> i've been that guy and I, I go out there and i try to help these people talk to them pray for them give them I don't really give them money anymore because I know what I used to do with it. But I, you know, I give them food. I give them prayer. I talk to them. I sit there and I listen to them, whatever the hell they're talking about for 20 minutes, you know, like, like me right now rambling. But <laughs> I, I just, I, like, and like, like James said, I don't know how long this podcast is supposed to last or who's really even listening, but your, your life is value. You, you mean something, not just to me who doesn't know you but to the world man like you have so much to offer you have so much to give and whether you have a friend like james or not who has a podcast start your own write a book write a journal publish it go on youtube make music man i make music about my depression and suicide all the time i don't put the songs out there anymore but because i make music for me because i know it's gonna make me happy it's just me praying over a beat or on a mic like there's so much you can do as an outlet to get that out speak to someone you know and I just, I don't want you to make the choice to take your own life because no one was there. Man, it, my, I, I don't know if it's smart to give people my number over this thing, but. <laughs> I give like, them an email. I give them an like, email. Like, my, my email is S-E-G-O-V-I-A-R-957 at gmail.com. You need someone to talk to, talk to me. I'll pray for you. I'll pray with you. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you and help you however I can. You know, I'm no sponsor and I'm, I'm so new to helping people, but I know it's definitely what God wants me to do, man. Like, 
I'll tell you a funny joke. I know so many dad jokes. <laughs> I know so many dark jokes, man. Like I will tell, I'll make you laugh. I'll make you smile. You know, I'll talk to you and I'll listen to you. And again, I don't know if this is helping anybody, man, but I, I promise your pain has a purpose. Your, your, your life has meaning. It has value. I promise it does because if someone like me, a homeless, addicted, degenerate who failed at everything in his life can find meaning again and purpose again and knows that it's true, you can too, man. You're, there's no way you could have done anything worse than I have, man. I've lied. I've hurt people. I've robbed people. I've, I've, I don't know if I've killed anyone, you know, I don't, I don't think I have, but you know, I've, I've stolen from people. I, I've, I've burned every bridge imaginable. I've lost jobs because of my thievery because of my lying because of everything man i've lost relationships i've hurt people like i like i said i've done it all every sin you can think of imaginable i've done it but by the grace of god and the sacrifice of jesus on the cross man i've been saved mm -hmm. i've been forgiven i've been redeemed i've been all that's been forgotten and whether you believe in the same god as me or not if you find the right people who actually want to love you and and help you all that stuff will be forgotten too i don't care if you've harmed yourself or tried to kill yourself before It'll be forgotten. It's forgiven. Because if someone truly loves you, love holds no record of wrong. Ever. It does not judge. It does not condemn. Love is just, it's love. It's purity, man. And that's what I think most of us are trying to look for when we're in that deep study. Depression is some form of acceptance, some form of understanding. And most of the time, it's just wanting to be understood. We want to understand ourselves more. And I, I, I just, I suggest and I recommend you find a power greater than yourself to understand to the best of your ability and then go from there be honest with that higher power be honest with those people around you because that's what's gonna open your eyes and enlighten you to a spiritual awakening i can't even begin to describe describe it's it's all just starts with that pain that pain you're feeling right now embrace it accept it and then take that first step forward into recovery into getting better because if you if you lose and decide to take your life, you, you don't win, man. Especially those you think you love don't win around you. And you, what are you what are you gonna gain? You don't know what's on the other side. I I have a hope and a faith that I know what's on the other side. But even then, you kill yourself, you're not gonna obtain that either. So what's the point? What are you really winning? You know what are you really doing? You you need help. And the help is out there. I need help every day. And I go and seek it. I go and find it. I pray. I talk to someone, you know? Like, it's being redundant. I feel it. Yeah. I just... It happens, I, man. You get in that flow. You get <laughs> you get to feeling... You get to feeling strong about what you're saying. And, and it's almost that let me walk through a wall mentality. And and uh, I, I just think it's funny because a lot of what you're saying there at the end is, is typically how I sign off these podcasts. And, um, I just want to take a minute to, to recognize how crazy life is when you live it. So I've tried to kill myself. Romans tried to kill himself. And here we are sitting in the car talking about it together. And that's what happens when you live, you go through life, you gain the experiences, even though you don't want to live anymore. And it leads you somewhere you never thought you'd be. And I mean, this is just a prime example. Our paths are completely different. Our struggles are completely different. Our lives are different stories. And here we are sharing that same feeling of this is where I was. I was depressed. I was hurt. I was down. And 
I decided to live a little bit more and, and it's turned into something beautiful. And I think you can agree to that. Yeah. Um, he already gave you his email. Uh, that's, that's, <laughs> Hey, that's typically what I do at the end. Uh, you know, you can email me at dkypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I'm going to put both of our emails into the bio of this podcast. Uh, so you can feel free to reach out, but I mean, he, he said it correctly. If you're out there and you're like us, if your story matches up, if it doesn't match up, if you're dealing with suicide, if you're perfectly fine, but you still found this podcast, so maybe you're not a hundred percent. Okay. Uh, reach out. It, it looks like Roman's got one more thing to say and then we'll, uh, then we'll sign this off. And, uh, cause I, I got to get to work. He's got the day off, but, okay. uh, go for it. So I, I, like I said, I, I, I go to different groups and classes and to have a sponsor and to be honest, like, uh, I think Mac Miller said it, man, old people are the best, right? Like they have so much wisdom and understanding of like what James just said, life that they've lived. They could, they can, so you got an old person in your life or just want to go to a park and meet some old random person and I talk to him about suicide or the purpose of life, go talk to him. The old people are the best people you can, in my opinion, probably talk to. And one of my old people uh, is a guy named Bill who wrote the big book of AA. I didn't know him, but he, I read his book all the time. And this guy named Clyde, uh, <laughs> or he likes to call himself Clancy for some reason, uh, in, this, in one of my groups, man. And something he pulls from the books is... Uh, Something I apply to my depression, my addiction, my anger, everything, man. This is I'm not trying to be here. I'm not trying to be here to be progressively better. I'm here to be spiritually enlightened in order to allow God to work in my life. And you ain't gotta you ain't gotta lie to kick it around here, man. You know, like you just be honest with your God, be honest with yourself, because the goal is not spiritual perfection, it's spiritual progress. You're never gonna be who everyone wants you to be. You're never gonna be who you think you're gonna be in your mind that perfect image of you you're always gonna have flaws and you're 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 always gonna work to be better seek seek progress not perfection because perfection does not exist it's relative just like success just like failure just like depression it's all relative because it depends on your circumstance and your situation so keep your chin up pick your head up take another step forward do another set do five more reps you got this oh beautiful way to close it out <laughs> Uh, Roman, thanks for joining me. Thank you for being willing to uh, just share with me and my, my tiny little community that I got going on. Uh, for all you out there, you know, your life has a purpose. God loves you. He created you special. And uh, please, please, please do not kill yourself. Uh, thanks for listening. Como <laughs>